Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like Gallifrey One. Yes. Woohoo! Yes, quite fun. We went a place. We did go a place. We did. We we went a place and saw things and people. People. Yes, with masks on. Yes. And Vax cards. Yup. Mm-hmm. Those ones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good. But before we could do that, we had to fix our plane tickets. Oh, yeah. We mentioned last time we needed to fix them. And so we actually did drive our ass to the airport like old people. Yes, because we're old. So why why not? What I think was great about it was, even though we got there just as like a bus of even older people was getting off <laughs> with their skis or with all their yes. golf clubs. I don't know what they had. Yes. But um, it still was faster than calling. Uh-huh. And after we got there, she needed to see your ID to fix the ticket, mm-hmm. which she partially fixed mostly. Yes. I mean, it worked after that. Mm-hmm. She didn't get it connected so you could check in easily, but it's what it, it is. was now the ticket that was really in your name to your birth date and so forth. Right. And I really think if I had called and spent all those hours sitting on hold that they would have said, oh, when you get to the airport, show them your ID and they can fix that. Yeah. And then we would have had to do it at stupid o'clock in the morning when we're trying to fly to LA. Well, and nobody wants to do that right before they leave. They want their plane ticket to already be correct. Well, yeah. Before you get to the airport. For goodness sake. Yeah. So. So we brought our tickets to the airport, grandpa style, and got them fixed. But they got fixed. Yeah. And then your work wife came and picked us up at stupid o'clock in the morning and took us to the airport. Yes. She's quite used to stupid o'clocks. She's met all of them. Well, and she's also used to managing our younglings in our absence. Mm -hmm. And, And she offered to drive us to the airport. Not that she wouldn't in the past, but this year she's retired. So she doesn't have, you know, any other things on her schedule than whatever she's decided for that day. There are no imposed things added to her schedule. Right. Right. So then she had to come back and get number two up for school. Correct. And take him there. Yes. And then come back and take number three to work. Yes. And number three did eventually get around to asking for the ride back home. Yes. Number three has gotten so much better at communicating, not just having lots of thoughts that we should do a thing and then never telling us. Right. Yeah. Yes, they have they yeah. have improved significantly. I think that the time that they have to spend interacting with coworkers and with the public at their fast food job is giving them a sense of self-efficacy that is helping them cope with their social anxiety. Yes. Now, how are we calling my former work wife? Were we saying work wife? Yes. We can't say that. She pointed this out the other day. She said she doesn't work with me anymore. And so she wants to be former work wife or FW squared. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it is. Far be it from me to deny anyone their right to self-identify. Correct. Um, so, so yeah, FW squared was in charge of everybody while we're gone. And the one time she picked up number three child. Well, she said number three child didn't really talk on the way to work the first time. Okay. But they, but she did talk to the child when they were exiting the vehicle and said, have a good day as much as good can be because you'll be at work, which did get a chuckle out of number three child. That's good. Yeah. So there was some interaction there. So that was the next, you know, after dealing with the dog, probably the dog got a walk. FW squared went back to get number three and the child got in the car and said, stupid middle-aged white men. (laughs) 
which is a sentiment many of us have experienced many, many times. Yes. And former work wife says, yes, they do cause much of our problems. Mm-hmm. What happened? And number three told me this story later on in the week after we had come home and I was, I think, picking them up from work a different day because I was asking them about the tips that they get. And they said that their largest tip had been from their boyfriend and their second largest tip had been from a customer who had observed this interaction with said awful middle-aged white man. Mm -hmm. Yes, a middle-aged white man wanted extra meat and extra cheese on his sandwich, but didn't want to pay for them. You're supposed to pay when you get extra stuff. That's what number three said. Sorry, you have to pay for that. And he he was so insistent and bothersome that the guy behind him was ready to pay for the extra meat and cheese just to make the guy go away. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. But, but number three held their ground. Hallelujah. Yes. And the middle-aged white guy was done and went his way. And the next guy got a discount for putting up with all that shit. Along with number three. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Which meant that they also then turned around and gave number three a big tip. Yes. So that was good. Their camaraderie. Yes. Culminated in a large tip. That, so. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Tips are good. Yeah. Tip your workers, folks. We do. Yes. Mm -hmm. We try to. Meanwhile, number two, getting rides, had a completely different conversation with FW Squared while she was taking him places. Yes, he told her he wanted to drop out of school because he didn't like it. And she's quick with her comebacks. She doesn't hardly wait till he's done with the last letter in the sentence when, when she has something to say. She was raised with a bunch of brothers in rural Idaho. She had to learn how to hold her own. That's right. So she said to him, well, where are you going to live? He's yeah. like, what? She says, yeah, you're not going to live at your dad's if you're not, not in school. They're not going to want you there. But you get a job and pay them. And even then, who knows? Right. He's like, uh, I'll, I'll live with my friends. And then she says, well, who's going to pay for the, everything? Your electricity, your PS4, your phone, your food. He's like, well, I'll just go camping. <laughs> well, where are you going to plug in your PS4? I didn't think of that. Oh, you didn't, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, if he was feeling out the, uh, I don't want to go to school, I'm sure he doesn't. We all don't want to do many of the things that we do, and we will do them. Or else, we will suffer the consequences, which will mean you are camping with your PS4. So there you go. This is a thing that we've been trying to teach these kids for well over a decade now, that you don't have to want to do the thing, you just have to want the results of having done the thing. Right. And number three child has the cognitive bandwidth to grasp that. Yeah. Number number two child can almost sort of admit it in the moment if he's not too wound around himself. Because he also, while we were gone, he had not paid his PS4 membership. Oh. So he was calling me once a day to bother me about it. I told him to get his PS Plus membership with his Christmas money that he had gotten, like 50 bucks worth of PlayStation gift cards and like... 40 220s, I think, on cash. He got cash and he got cards and he could And he, he could, could have bought the one-year membership, which is like $60. Mm -hmm. But instead, he bought the one-month membership, which is $10. And I tried to point out to him, if you buy it month to month, it's going to be $120. And he says, yeah, I know, it's expensive. And I said, it's way cheaper if you just buy the whole thing. And he says, no, I want that money to buy other things. And I'm like, make your own choices. He wanted to buy a game. And his own choice was, I will buy what I want with my money and pester the fuck out of you to give me $10 every month. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. No. He texted me about it, too. Did he? Yes. Yeah. A <laughs> couple times. 
Well, you and I were running different directions, so I probably didn't. Uh, I probably sent you the text, the text from him, and but, I showed you yeah. my screen once. But it was, you yeah. know, we're not going to do anything unless he has I the money in that. hand to yeah. hand us. Well, you have to be very plain with him about it too. Mm-hmm. I said, no, you were supposed to do that. I am now far away, and I am not going to be doing anything about it from over here. Mm-hmm. You will have to wait till I come home and figure out how you're going to earn money to pay for that. If you already done spent your money. I ain't got none for you. He says, well, it's only $10. And I say, yeah, but you you don't only have $10. Right. He says, well, I, I had $10 in my room and you moved it. I said, it's still in your room and you should move some things and find it. Well, the funny thing is, eventually after you had had this conversation with him about this supposedly missing $10 for like five minutes of conversation, he finally admitted that there had never really been any $10 and he was just trying to make it your fault somehow. No, he, he he did admit that he was just giving me a hard time and he probably spent or lost the $10. He did have 10 I remember seeing it. It wasn't there anymore yeah. and it wasn't your fault that it was missing. He, he just wanted just, to give me grief, he said. Because you were giving him a hard time, so he wanted to give you a hard time back. That's right. Because that'll totally get what he wants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we had this. This is when we came home, though. Mm-hmm. We had this nice little conversation sitting on the stairs and he got mad. He said, fine, then I won't do any chores either. And I said, that's okay. You don't have to have your phone on. And he went off to his room. But in the meantime, he did call me once a day to try again mm-hmm. and get the same answer of no, we will not be solving that problem from here. That is a problem you should have solved before we left. We will discuss it further when I'm home and you can decide, tell me how you're going to earn the money because I'm not giving you $10. I'm not spending $120 a year on your mistakes. At least not these ones. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. He did. But... When we first got there, we always get to our hotel and then usually we get groceries. This year, Gallifrey One convention was at about two-thirds attendance. Mm-hmm. And that included the staff. And so they had said that they needed some extra hands. Yeah, they, and since they posted. We had been on those extra hands offerings before. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't last time because of my shoulder. Right. Yeah. So. Any setup things or whatever they're doing. I did go and help load a truck. You did. You went and. You did. Well, I went and did so many things. Because it took forever to load the truck because somebody got it stuck in a corner. Yeah, I, t- I told number zero child that yesterday when they came by th- for their mail, I said, Jess went to help with the truck and somebody got it stuck in a corner for three hours. And number zero is looking at me like, how did they what? <laughs> because they know how to drive the truck. Right. Well, they have their CDL. And this is just like one of those big moving trucks, you know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't have the articulation between the, the trailer and the cab. It's just one big long thing. Right. But it should not have taken three hours to get out of a corner. Well, it would have took longer if somebody hadn't come along to bring their spouse something or another and been able to drive the truck. Well, yes, that's the thing. You know, somebody else came along and was eventually able to drive the truck who had experience with driving trucks. Right. But meanwhile, I was spending, you know, three hours waiting for this. But then the overall time that I spent out with these folks was like 12 hours out with the staff of Gallifrey One. I think it was about eight hours because didn't you go around 12? We left around noon and we got, oh, okay, yeah, we no, got no, back around. 10 hours because you came back around 10. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Because you were worried around 8.30, you said, I better order us some food. Mm-hmm. What should we do? These places are going to close at 9. 
Yeah. Which is unheard of, you know, to think about. Like, you know, at home we've got food at our house. You don't order something on time, you just eat something. But that wasn't the case. I mean, I had some groceries, but not like... Enough for a full meal Enough for dinner. Yeah. I had supplemental salads and supplemental protein for breakfast. Right. So... So unless we were wanting bar fare, we were going to need to order some real dinner soon. (laughs) Right. So you did order some dinner, and then all this time after I got the groceries, uh, I went for a swim mm-hmm. and got cleaned up and then sat in the lobby con, which is not where usually you'll find a George. George is an introvert. George usually does not want all the people, but I think you had had enough alone time by that point that you were okay just people watching, because that's how introverts do peopling. Yes. You just sit in the corner and watch all the people. I was sitting in those funny looking chairs mm-hmm. watching people, and one of the women who works at registration, who's a retired librarian, saw me and, you know, we had talked before. She had given me pens. The other years, she's an author for children's books and yes. she's given me pens and of with her book names on. Mm-hmm. We had talked about those and so forth. So she was sitting out there and she came and sat by me. And then there was a very talky young person who was very interesting and uh, was going to do be on some panel. And then there was some other 13th doctor dressed person who came over. All these people know this registration lady. Right. And they, you you know, everybody and, has their masks on. And this is another how the introverts make friends. They just befriend a extrovert and then the extrovert makes all the friends. You befriend the semi-extroverted retired librarian because that's <laughs> safe enough. <laughs> safe enough, folks. Yes. And yeah, we hung out for a long time. And then we went and sat in some other chairs because those chairs were bothering our old people knees and backs. And we shouted various things through our masks as more people entered the lobby. It started to get loud there. It was was pretty loud by the time I got back. Yeah, it was loud. Um, Considering that there weren't as many people as usual, it was pretty loud. Yeah. Her and I sat there and... And while we're sitting at the table, you're talking to me about the food and I'm letting her know because I don't want to be rude. I'm looking at my phone the whole time while we're talking. Mm -hmm. My wife is trying to decide what to do about food before the places are closed. That was fine. And then we got on the subject of murder bot (laughs) and it was very exciting to the librarian. That is hilarious. Talk all murder bot to me. And she's got to be like my aunt's age Mm -hmm. compared to me, right? I'm guessing. That sounds about right. And um, she introduced me to Murderbot music videos. That is funny. So excited. Wanted me to watch them right away. It's always interesting to me to see what kinds of expansive universe type fan works that people make or tribute fan works that people make. Mm -hmm. Because that is not something I would ever even think to do. My fandom is cataloging and encyclopedic lists and facts and occasionally... No, you're, yeah, you're a no. music teacher, but you're not the that kind of music teacher because that's like a, a picture music thing. And Well, and not only that, but like to associate certain songs that are not already connected to a certain thing. You know, it's like the fan video happy hour at Galley. People who take clips of the show and then set them to music or, you know, create Mm -hmm. these other storylines out of clips that would have other, you know, out of context clips or, you know, all these things that happen. And I'm like, I would never even think to do any of that, but that's totally great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we sat there and talked about Murderbot for quite a while. It was fun. Yeah. And I was going to wear my Murderbot shirt the next day. And so, we, you know, we talked about those. And eventually... 
people would come by, more people would come by. We, cause mm-hmm. we sat by ourselves for quite, quite a while in between right. the other people that were by us and we had moved areas. A lot of authors know her cause she's an mm-hmm. author as well and, and probably cause she's a librarian. I don't know why. She's been doing this a long time. I imagine. I don't know how long. Right. Registration, but then people would come by and sit there and talk to us. But I, I wouldn't know who they were because we all have masks on. Right. So, so I did introduce myself, to, you know, to people because sometimes being in Lobby Con is a little bit like when you're at the dog park and you say hi to people and you might even know their dog's name, <laughs> but you don't know who they are. And you see them every week and you've known them for over a year, but you have no clue what their name is or what their profession is or if they're right. actually decent people aside from being pet parents. Right. So people would come by and talk about Doctor Who things and. Mm-hmm. And she and this person would know each other and they'd talk to me too, but I don't know who they are. So some of them I would introduce myself if there was a lag of mm-hmm. whatever, but I didn't, you know, besides saying my name, I don't have much to say about except whatever, whatever we might be talking about, maybe. Right. Yeah, we did that for quite a while. And then we're sitting there and one of the authors comes over, another author, a fellow that we've seen a lot and who does a lot of panels and other things. And he's written for Big Finish and he's actually written for Doctor Who. Yes, he has. He came over and sat there to talk to her. And we recently have an Oculus. Mm -hmm. So I had been thinking about, could I figure out how to play cricket if I had a cricket game on the Oculus? Did I have to, how much cricket did I need to learn first? Mm -hmm. How much preloading of this information? This was a completely unrelated thing, but. But here's this guy. So I asked him, you know, had he ever played uh, on the Oculus or cricket? And did he think that that was, and he apparently used to teach cricket. So we started having a whole cricket thing going on. (laughs) It was totally great. That's all Because I had watched a little bit of a, like, searched some YouTube and found some tutorials on how cricket works. Mm-hmm. But he, he gave me the information in person. So he said he once taught it to somebody else using the pint glasses from the beer sitting at the table. Right. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. That's extra funny. So, and a while later, that guy came guy. He was going to make the guy do it, but other stuff was going on. Right. He was going to make him show me. That's um, funny. So we were talking about, and he even said to me at one point, if I'm, if I'm going on about this too much, let me know, but you did not invite it. And I said, oh, no, <laughs> That's I'm good. totally him, He told though. me all about uh, oh, great. That's uh, this so guy, great. Ben Stokes, and uh, 2020, and watch some 2020 cricket and so forth. So it was very interesting. Okay. I'm going to check that out. That's neat. Yeah. That's so cool because then you guys were talking and then another author who writes for Big Finish came over and sat by him. And so by the time I'm coming back from truckloading. You're texting me and you're I'm saying, like, where, where do, do I, I find, find you? Because I'm like, okay, dinner's probably cold by now, but we can find the microwave and we can reheat it and we can just have some quiet dinner and go to bed. And I say, I'm in the lobby. And I said, well, wait. And, and so I'm like looking around for you, like hiding out in some corner. And I'm like, okay, there's you with two pretty, I mean, in this universe. Verse three by that point, because the guy who was supposed to teach me the the cricket by, with the beer the beer glasses, he had come over and started talking to them, and he's another. Uh, I'm like, podcaster. how did you end up with like all of these questionably I, leveled like C and D level, but in galley world A and B level celebrities? I was at the. <laughs> Table with the popular kids. It was wild. And you're walking through the lobby looking for Where me. Where are I'm you? I'm waving at you and you're like, 
what? how did you go with these folks? Like they just came there. Well, and, and the I thing was. is, like, I had interacted mm-hmm. with Paul before. And, mm-hmm. you know, like... Paul Cornell. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I had interacted with him a few times at cons, you know. And mm-hmm. this is this is the thing that at con... You'd call people con friends, you know. They're people that you know and that you've interacted with. And if you saw them in some other location, you could wave at them and say, hey... And they would say, hey, back. And you'd say, hey, you're from Galley. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's, like, the extent of your friendship. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you sat there and had, like, this whole three, four-hour conversation with them. And then I come up and we sit there and continue talking with these two authors, um, Paul Cornell and Liz Miles, for, like, another four hours. Like, we're out until, like, after midnight. And her sister and then Stephen Shapansky from Radio Free Skyro. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was really How the hell are we sitting there talking to all these people? And... Well, what what also was happening, as you said, is there weren't as many people. So a lot of the people we would usually sit around and hang out with, if we did at all, or maybe you would lobby con with, and I would sit in the room and have dinner and quiet, mm-hmm. weren't there. And some of the people they would usually hang out with weren't there. And, right. And so there we all were hanging out. And talk, by this time, our, our librarian friend had, had departed Right. By the time you got there. Although before I got there, you did have a um, a micro celebrity moment of your own before Paul and Liz and the rest of them came over to talk to the other registration person. Is that Kathy? Is that her name? Yeah, I think Kathy. Kathy okay. Sullivan, because okay. I have her pens. Okay, yeah. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Catherine, or we just call her Kathy, but it says Catherine on her right. pens. Right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these authors, but before that, you had a micro celebrity moment of your own because our oh. time. <laughs> it was very funny because we're sitting there, me and Kathy and the 13 doctor person who apparently has several of these costumes of different sorts. And Kathy said, all of her costumes are great. And she just went by Yaz, although I have no idea who she was otherwise. And then this young talkie person. And we're talking and talking and, you know, you can't see each other. You have masks. And she says to me, this is what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. She says to me, you seem very familiar. Are you secretly a celebrity? And I'm looking at her and I'm not thinking of anything, you know, mm-hmm. like, like she's looking at me and I'm thinking, does she think I look like somebody she knows? I'm not thinking about we talk to a microphone. Well, and I mean, there is some element of trans guy voice. Right. That you sound like, mm-hmm. somewhat like mm-hmm. a lot of the other trans guys out there. I do, yeah. And whether we all like it or not. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's like the first time that you heard me playing Cotkey Ride Home in my car and you were like, Who is this? And I was like, Yeah, that's Jackson Bird and you were like, He's a trans guy. I'm like, Yes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's this sort of element of you have some familiar elements to your voice that could make people think, or they could be listeners. We would never know. I would never know, but but I, I wasn't thinking about microphones. I, you know, we're looking at each other and I'm a picture thinker. So I'm looking at this person and I said, I am neither secretly or blatantly a celebrity as far as I know, <laughs> because it's I was talking to people. Yes. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. what I said. And then later you laughed at me. So, yeah, I wasn't sure if you were talking about that or when the guy, John John Peel's an author, he came over to talk to Kathy and he seemed a little put out that I, uh, when I introduced myself, I asked him his name because, I mean, dude, we all have masks on. I don't know who you are. Right. You know? Well, so. and that's sort of like the other day you were asking me if you had... Or if I, on my various online library accounts, could find you this graphic novel that you were looking for. Oh, yeah. And you said, yeah, and it's by Tony Lee. And I was like, wait, wait, drink water, Tony Lee? Yes, because that's a galley thing. 
to tell Tony Lee to drink water while he's up on the stage doing some hosting. Right. Yeah. And it was funny, but I had been in the uh, app, the Shed app, to look at programming mm-hmm. and saw Tony Lee and followed a rabbit trail and saw he had some, like like a New York Times best, Something on the bestseller, bestseller list. Yeah. Or, and so yeah. I wanted to know which thing it was right. and found it was the graphic novel of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Right. And I had always wanted to read it because I had read the Abraham Lincoln, The Vampire Slayer, and right. I enjoyed it by the same author. But I didn't really feel like I never got around to it. I didn't right. feel like it was it was not in my time. And then they made a movie and I was not wanting to sit and watch zombies. But the graphic novel is perfect because I get the pictures and the words, but it's all shorter, like shorter clips of things. Mm -hmm. And I could manage that without being overloaded with zombies or the nonsense of, I mean, the complete and utter nonsense of the the ways they would talk to each other. Read the graphic novel. You'll see what I mean. (laughs) It's Pride and Prejudice. It's, yes. A lot of talky talk, talk, talk in some really weird posh ways. Okay. That are really screwed up. Gotcha. Because they are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drink water, Tony. I said, yes, dear. Drink water, Tony. <laughs> Him. Can you get me that book? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was nice to see con friends. It was nice to see, you know, people. The whole thing was just really nice. It was nice. I I was having a lot of emotions on Friday. I got really overwhelmed. And it had gotten, a lot of people had descended on Friday. And my schedule got interrupted by other things that were happening. Mm-hmm. And I, that's how it works. You're at a con, you're, you're going to plan to go to a thing and not get to a thing and something else. Yeah. And, and because you and I have helped with stuff before, somebody asked me to help with something and the process became a little overwhelming and my emotions were kind of shot later in the day. But I, I was able to recalibrate. I went to see Mandip Gill interview Aww. and it was just lovely. So you and I were each running this way and that and saw different things. We did. Mm-hmm. We did see all the different things, mm-hmm. but you, um, you actually got to see some extra things because this year we did a thing we never do and you bought one of the extra special passes to see, I don't remember even what it's called, but it's like they have these extra special... Diamond Pass. Okay. Yeah, they have a TARDIS Pass, pass, which is a lot, a lot of money, and you do a bunch of things. And so with each, like, large pass, with with a Diamond Pass, what came was like a couple of photos and a couple of autographs and a couple of special thingies. Right. So like a meet and greet and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I was in the photo lines and the autograph lines a lot on Sunday. They have a separate line for those Diamond Pass people and Tardis Pass mm-hmm. people. So those lines are a little shorter. Yeah. And I talked to people in those lines too. You were all sorts of social this weekend. I and was talking. We also stayed up really late a lot of nights, like just going out and talking to people or watching, th- you know, like the, the Cornell Collective panel or the, you know, there's these things that are late. They are. That, you know, it, it used to be that the LGBTQ meetup was always late because supposedly we are, you know, after dark kind of material. Apparently. They, they moved it to the middle of the day a few years ago and mm-hmm. they started adding more letters to it as well, which made me happy. That's right. I got feedback. I overheard one person saying, and then I got a message from another con friend who knows who we are saying that um, a couple people were talking about, we provide the pronoun ribbons Mm -hmm. just as a couple, as a podcast. It's a thing that we felt was valuable. Mm -hmm. And so we started doing it and it has grown and it's not cheap, but it's also, you know, not completely out of our budget. It's something that we can reasonably do. Mm -hmm. And someone was saying that... uh, they wished they were color-coded. Oh. And I overheard someone saying that, 
And then I got a message from somebody else who also had said, you know, one of my friends said that they had kind of hoped that they would be color coded. And I'm thinking, okay, I I had talked to, you know, our people at registration that we give them to, to just be passed out for free. You know, that's our, mm-hmm. we have a contact there. And they said, well, it's, it's good to have it this bright green color because then everyone knows to look at the bright green for pronouns. Right. That makes sense. That, you know, like that's the first one on your badge. And if somebody has a bright green ribbon on their badge, then they're probably less likely to be an asshole. (laughs) That's good to know. Right. It's got a double function. Well, Mm -hmm. and so I was thinking, you know, like, do we want to next year try and like get the ink, the words printed in different colors on the bright green? By we, you mean yourself, because you will do that. I do a lot of the things. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of things that are not that. Yeah. But I do that. Yes, that's that's what I'm thinking is like... You might do that. I might consider, and the thing is then another con friend, I was talking this over with them, a trans woman said, well, you know, that's not a bad idea, but then, you know, we have to make sure that we're not going gender essentialist with it. You know, we don't, I don't want the bright pink ribbon because I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, point taken. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we want to try and get color coded or if we just want to stick with it the way it is because consistency is valuable. See if we can get it printed a little larger or a little bolder. Or I don't know. Right. I guess you'll let me know. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't say, but but I I, I feel like it, I'd, I'd like to say yes. My diamond pass was for the fugitive doctor Joe Martin, who is my favorite doctor. Well, and if we're going back and catching details that we missed from earlier in our discussion, mm-hmm. I have to say hashtag fuck cricket because I love. <laughs> <laughs> There was an episode of Queer Splaining a few weeks ago with a um, a woman who was raised in India, a trans woman who was made to play cricket and, you know, sort of like they would make American boys play football and little league and rough you up, yeah. do the sports ball things. That's right. And this Some woman- of number three friends have had to play football. Yes. And this mm-hmm. poor girl was made to play cricket. And so now it's, you know, fuck cricket. Right. Okay, well, you know, it's not for everybody. It's not. Mm -mm. So, anything else? You know, I realized uh, because we had been home so long that that, uh, I I wondered, why had I not taken any time in the last two years of this pandemic to use the STPs I have a lot at home or wear them so I would figure out how to to be comfortable having those? Because I didn't. And so, you know, and then I'm using public restrooms like 16 hours a day while we're gone. Yes. And that was a little bit, I was out of practice with that. uh, So, I, I, it was fine, but especially with way less people. That was noticeable. The bathroom was way less crowded, uh, especially on the weekend. But it was something that came to mind because I thought, well, well, I've been home all this time. Why did I not do that? Well, because I didn't need to. I was at home. I didn't think about it. Like, it's not all that comfortable to the wearable ones, the ones that are uh, Packer STPs are, you know, not always as comfortable. I I doubt I would have worn the same one or even one all day if I had gotten used to them at home because of, you know, comfort. Mm -hmm. Level. And then anybody wearing a Packer STP is doing it out of a different type of need for comfort. So, mm-hmm. so I kind of wished I had done that. And so that, that came to mind, just dealing with public restrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because on the opposite end of being correctly gendered, 
or not making your gender a problem. I wore makeup all the time with a mask. Mm, yes. And I got my first case of mask knee because normally if I'm going to be wearing a mask in my day-to-day -day life, I won't wear makeup below my eyes. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be seen in full face, it's in a tiny screen and I don't need a mask. Right. I was going to be in photos. And in between, you had to have your mask on. Because many, many blessings on Sean Lai and Robbie Bourget, all of the team that runs this con. Mm -hmm. You had to have your mask on. And they were getting on people. That I, there were only a couple that needed to be gotten at, but I did see them being gotten at. Yeah, and for the most part, other podcasts I've listened to that are more Doctor Who-type podcasts talking about being a galley said there was no problems. Mm -hmm. Even in LobbyCon, there were no problems. Mm -hmm. And so far, according to whatever I can find in social media and so forth, that no one has reported ha having gotten COVID. It was not a super spreader event. And for that matter, I've seen more than a few people mention that they did not get the annual con crud. Right. Which is, you know, the, the convention phenomenon where a whole bunch of unfamiliar immune systems interact with one another and you're exposed to a bunch of germs that you hadn't been exposed to in your local environment. Mm -hmm. And everybody comes home with some different sick. Mm -hmm. And nobody that I've seen, like I've seen four or five different people in different groups and different places among, you know, galley friends saying, I didn't get con crud this year. Do you know anybody who got con crud? No, I didn't get con crud. No, nobody got con crud. Cool. Many, many blessings on the team making us wear masks. Yep. So we're home. We're home. And now we're preparing for spring break where I take one kid one place and you take the other kid the other place. Alternatively, because we have a, a DOG. Yes, because we don't want to have to hire a pet sitter. Yes. Until April. And Do we have her booked for April? Yeah, she's been booked for April since you requested it when you first got the idea. Okay. And she's not available most of the time. You I wonder what Mission her. Chicago is going to do about pronouns and inclusion type stuff. Good question. We'll find out. We will. Mm -hmm. If it wouldn't be so obvious that it was us, I would bring ribbons. But well, we don't have a distributor at, at <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you haven't gone there a bunch or no. something. So you're going to take the number three child on a trip? I am, and you're going to take number two child on a trip. Yes, just to my sister's again. Is your nephew graduating from high school, or is he? I don't do we know. even know? I don't know. Okay. He's supposed to be a senior this year, isn't he? I think so. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't He hasn't had a very uh, good time going to school uh, with the pandemic and anxiety and stuff like that. Well, and that's understandable, but it's like we were talking to number two child who had followed up with us about the dropping out of school thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, if you finish all of your years of high school with your IEP, they will get you through and get you a diploma. Mm -hmm. And the diploma will mean that you can get better jobs. Mm -hmm. If you do not finish all four years, then you have to pass a test to get your diploma. And, and he it's says, not the same type and of it's not diploma. The, no, it's not the same type of diploma. And it will get you the jobs. But, you know, if you drop out, you have to pass a test. If you finish all four years, you'll have to take some tests, but you don't have to pass them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the high school, right? the ones required by ESSA and by the feds. You can do it and you will do it. And if you do it, then it is in the interest of the school folks to get you through and get you a diploma. And it will be an adjusted diploma. It will be the diploma that says this kid met adjusted requirements, but mm -hmm. sat through four years of schooling. Yes. And that shows people you can do something. It shows work ethic. It shows persistence. Because no, everybody knows no one like that. Yeah. We don't like it, but we did it anyway. Right? It means something. Yeah. 
Responsibilities. Right back to the beginning. We don't have to want to do it. We just have to want the results of having done it. Correct. (laughs) So is that it for now? Might be. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Former work wife or FW squared or something like that. What was it? Which ones are squared? Former work wife. FW squared, yeah. Something going on? Birds. I can't turn my head all the way there. No, way. you can't. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs>